We welcome you to the Lawrence Avenue Church of Christ Worship Resource Podcast for Sunday, October the 10th. We hope and pray that you and your families continue to be in good spirits, good health, and prepared to worship today. Here are today's updated announcements. Sister Arlene Wyatt was in the hospital having tests done on last week. She is asking that we continue to pray for her. Sister Carol Merritt was asking for our prayers for she and her family concerning a court matter that took place on last Monday. We pray that everything went well for her family. Church, let's continue to keep the Gore, Wyatt, Thompson, and Roberts families in our prayers as they continue to deal with the loss of their loved ones. Church, let's also continue to pray for the Benitez family. Let's please continue to pray for their continued recovery from COVID-19. Also remember, Sister Rekia Compton, Brother Edgar and Sister Robbie Roberts, Sister Jerice Bond and her son. Let's continue to keep all of them in our prayers. We want to remind you to continue to pray for all of our sick, shut-in, bereaved, elderly, and traveling members and their families. Please continue to stay connected by making phone calls, sending cards, and text messages when you can. The Delta variant of COVID-19 continues to escalate, and for the continued safety of all members attending worship at the building, please continue to follow our basic COVID-19 requirements, which include wearing face masks the entire time you're in the building, practicing social distancing, washing hands, and taking a temperature check upon entering the building. Your continued consideration and cooperation is greatly appreciated. Brother Kantz will continue his study, Exploits of David, on today. The lesson text will come from 1 Samuel chapter 24, verses 1 through 22. And the title is David Spare Saul. We hope that you will continue to tune in and study along with Brother Kance anytime on the Lord's Day. And you can contact Brother Kance with any questions or comments via his email address at bill.kance at gmail.com. Please join me once again this Wednesday evening as we continue our new study series titled Growing Old Gracefully in God's Grace. Part one of the series is titled, Being a Senior Citizen in the Lord's Church. This study will serve as a source of encouragement to not only those of us who are senior citizens, but also to those who are approaching this chapter in their lives. I look forward to being with you again this Wednesday evening at 7.15 p.m. This concludes our updated announcements for this Lord's Day. We will now begin today's worship service. Good morning, everyone. Good Good to see everyone here on this Lord's Day morning as we travel and enter the building. The rain began to to come down, and that's all right, isn't it? So we are simply thankful for being alive on this day and God giving us this day another day to worship him in spirit and in truth. So it's good to see each and every one of you here with us this morning. It's good to see our visitors uh, that are here with us this morning. I believe they're probably friends of Brother Trent. Brother, brother, yeah, your name is Trent, Brother Trent. <laughs> I want to say Taylor. <laughs> uh, good to have each of you here. Uh, it's good to be a friendly congregation. 
You know, we're noted to be a friendly congregation, and Lord wants us to be that way. So make sure that you welcome our guests and our visitors uh, as they are here this morning. Um, wife and I are thankful to be back. It's good to be back home as we were on vacation. We're, we're thankful and missed all of you all. And we saw the, the beauty of Lawrence Avenue being a friendly congregation. Uh, we visited a congregation and wasn't, wasn't like we are. I'll put it that way. So church, let's make sure we present ourselves friendly. Uh, visitors come because they choose to, and we should automatically make sure that they feel warm and at home and that we appreciate you being here very, very much. We did miss you all and thankful for you, your prayers as we traveled. Again, visitors, welcome to the body of Christ. It's good to be here on this Lord's Day. We welcome those who are on our podcast, who are listening. Uh, and this is kind of remind the church, this is for 19 months we have had to change our services and our lives because of COVID-19. Our last meeting day that we had meetings and our classes was uh, the last Lord's Day of March 2020. That's 19 months. So uh, we're thankful that our families have survived, the church has survived. And we want to encourage all those that are listening on the podcast to continue to do so. We don't want the podcast to be used, church, as a convenience not to assemble. Uh, but as a, uh, a, a tool to use because you cannot because of your health and sickness. So we encourage all those that are listening on the podcast and those that we have not seen in a while uh, to come back and be with us uh, as soon as possible. Again, if you are not able to get out, the podcast is a strong tool to be used. You know, if this was 30 years ago and we didn't have this technology, it would be very difficult, wouldn't it? <clears throat> uh, which means, folks, God gives us what we need when we need it. <clears throat> Okay, he gives us what we need when we need. So we're thankful for the technology that we have to be able to, to have our podcasts and our Bible studies. We want to keep those uh, in prayer that are on our sick list. Uh, due to COVID-19, uh, we've had many uh, families that have been touched by health, many, of, many members here that have had the virus and thankful that you have overcame. Uh, many family members and friends, co-workers that we know of, have been touched by the virus and even death. So we want to keep one another in prayer. Uh, reach out to those that are needing us uh, for whatever means and able body that you're able to assist. Let's look around and see how we need to assist one another. We do not want COVID-19 to be a reason that the work of the church has stopped. We don't want the work of the church to stop. So church, let's continue to do the Lord's work. For those that are listening on the podcast, we encourage you to continue to send in your offering that is to the Church of Christ at Lawrence Avenue, P.O. Box 41648, Nashville, Tennessee, 37204. Our weekly Bible studies on Lord's Day, uh, for those uh, that are listening or for all of us, our weekly Bible studies uh, on Lord's Day is delivered by our brother William Kent's. And that is through the podcast for our Lord's Day Bible study. And on Wednesdays at 6.15 p.m. by Brother William Carruthers on the conference call. And again, if you are not receiving any text messages, uh, please contact Sister Elwanda Carruthers so that she can put you back on the list to receive text messages of events and, and, and studies and things that go on through the course of the week. 
Sister Arlene Wyatt is asking for our prayers for her niece who is having health problems and also for herself for she has a medical procedure coming up this coming Thursday. Again, let's keep all those that are sick and shut in end our prayers. Brother and Sister Kants are visiting another congregation this morning. Prayer request for Sister Deborah Green. Uh, we want to keep her in prayer for her health. She's still having some health concerns and issues. We want to keep Sister Green also in our prayers. And a follow-up, if any brother, any brother would like to help to be an assistant in driving our vans on Lord's Day, please see Brother Tyrone Moore or Brother Ernest Davis. We're still in need of a couple more brethren who would uh, be in a rotation to assist driving our vans for pickup. Uh, your help would be greatly needed at this time. You can see Brother Moore or Brother Ernest Davis. Several months ago, we were presented uh, from Sister uh, Jerice uh, that her neighbor, a 16-year-old, was shot uh, in the community here in Edge Hill. Uh, she just presented to us that she died. Uh, she died, so uh, the family is asking for our prayers. Her name is Janitha, uh, and the family is asking for our prayers. That's pretty tragic for folks, and it was over something very mundane. Uh, so that's very tragic. So we want to pray for Jan the family of Janita. Uh, also, Sister Jerice uh, has uh, her neighbor. Please pray for my neighbor. All five of her children uh, have COVID-19. And that's from months on up to a few years old. So uh, that's also very, very uh, tremendous hardship on that family. Let's pray for that family. See what we can do also uh, in their aid from Lawrence Avenue. Thank you. As a reminder, as a reminder, your kindness, your thoughtfulness, which is greatly appreciated as we look at these beautiful flowers and say thank you. Kindness is greatly appreciated. And to say we love you all, thank you all for uh, being there on time of our needs. Thanks again. This comes from Brother and Sister Roberts. And we're glad Sister Robbie is feeling much better. Amen. Thank you. The phrase is simple and the words are few, but behind them is a whole lot of, of appreciation. Thank you for your beautiful plant and for all of your support. This comes from Brother Casey and Ann Gore. Dear friends, on behalf of the flood victims, Waverly Church of Christ would like to thank you so much for your generous donation. Because of your generous your generosity and many, many families will be helped. Please continue to keep them in our prayers. Once again, thank you for your kindness and generosity from the elders of the Waverly Church of Christ in which we sent $2,000 in flood victims on that behalf. Our order of service this morning. Singing, Brother Trenton Moore, our scripture read and prayer, Brother Trenton Moore, our sermon, Brother Arnold Spivey, prayer for offering and Lord's Supper, Brother Danny Gift, and our closing prayer, Brother James White. Two brethren will receive your offering as you exit the building. We want to make sure that everyone, that we fully keep our mask on the entire time that we are here in the building. Make sure that your cell phones are off. We do not want the service to be disrupted. 
uh, and making sure that you're sitting in a pew that is marked with green tape as we continue our social distancing. And also as a note, uh, when you're entering the building and sometimes uh, you come in late, uh, make sure that, that we don't come in uh, talking and disruptive, church. Uh, this is a time of reverence and respect. So if you're coming in later, when you come into the auditorium and our service is started, make sure that we are, are reverencing and respecting the occasion of the Lord's assembly as we have assembled for worship service. We want to continue to wel welcome our new brother. I don't think I see him yet, but maybe him coming in, Brother Joe King, uh, who came back to the Lord last Lord's Day. We want to welcome him. That, that, that's, I just talked him up. Okay, Brother Joe King, again, we welcome here to Lawrence Avenue. Make sure, Lawrence Avenue, that we embrace him uh, as a member here at Lawrence Avenue. Thank you for your time and attention. Let's now prepare for our morning worship service. Good morning. Good morning. Right, our first song selection for this morning will be page 853. 853. And we'll be doing a combination of the supplemental handbook and the praise for the Lord book. We'll start off with page 853. We'll sing all four verses and then sing verse one again. All found? Let's sing. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. He answers prayer. He Answers prayer. He answers prayer. He's so good to me. He cares for me. He cares for me. for me he's so good to me I love him so I love him so I love him so he's so good to me. God is so good. God is so good. God is so
Right, last note. Now, so let's know uh, page 10. Page 10 in the supplemental handbook. If you do not have a handbook, please raise your hand. Okay, page 10. <clears throat> We've seen both verses. All found? Let's see. Without you, Lord, without you, Lord, you know that I can't make it. Without you, Lord, without you, Lord, without you, Lord. You know that I can't make it without you, Lord. There was a time, yes, in my life, we were living in sin, oh, without Christ. And then I started wondering just where I went wrong to make my race so hard to run. We're singing without you, Lord, without you, Lord. You know that I can't make it without you, Lord, without you, Lord, without you, Lord. You know that I can't make it without you, Lord. And there was a time, yes, I was in sin, and the Lord came and saved me, and he took me on in. Yes, he died on the cross, yes, he died for my sin, and that's why I love him. Right until the end, we're singing without you, Lord, without you, Lord. You know that I can't make it without you, Lord, without you, Lord. Without you, Lord, you know that I can't make it without you, Lord. We'll not be letting scripture read in prayer. Good morning. morning. Scripture reading will be coming from Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. That's Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 34, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. It's Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 34, after which we'll be led in prayer. And it reads, Then one of the scribes came, and having heard them reasoning together, 
perceiving that he had answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? And Jesus answered him, the first of all the, of the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. And the second, like it, is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So the scribe said to him, Well said, teacher. You have spoken the truth, for there is one God and there is no other but he. And to love him with all your heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now when Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. But after that, no one dared, no one dared question him. I'll read it to you, Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. Let's all pray. Our Father, Lord in heaven, we humbly come to you saying thank you. We thank you for this day. We thank you for allowing us to be able to make it through the week uh, safely, Father. Most importantly, Father, we thank you for you sending the uh, greatest sacrifice known to man, Father, sending your son on the cross for our sins. Father, and we pray that we will live a life uh, that also displays our love for you in Christ. At this time, Father, thank you for um, the service that we have this morning. Father, thank you for all the ones who have came thus far. Also, Father, we pray for the ones who are on the way. Uh, Father, um, if not that, those who are sick at this time, Father, uh, who, who, are, uh, who cannot make it at this time. Father, um, we pray that they sing in the praying. We pray that the um, Father, we pray that the uh, lesson uh, for this morning, Father, will all be pleasing to your eyesight, Father. We pray uh, for uh, we're praying for Brother Spavi, Father, as he uh, prepares his lesson for us, Father, uh, that we may uh, listen to him, Father, and also that you may guide him as he preaches as well. Amen. Father, pray for us all that we may. Uh, clear out any distractions, Father, during this time, so we can give all our uh, attention to you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. If you'd like to mark it, our song invitation will be page 29 in the Praise for the Lord songbook. If you'd like to mark it, our song invitation will be, played, be, excuse me, will be page 29 in the Praise for the Lord songbook. Now let's notice page 31 in the supplemental handbook. Page 31. I give myself away. We will sing both verses, but not the bridge. All found? Let's sing. I give myself away. I give myself away. So you can use me I give myself away I give myself away so you can use me here I am here I stand Lord my life is in your hands Lord I'm longing 
to see your desires revealed in me. I said I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. Take my heart, take my life as a living sacrifice. All my dreams, all my plans, Lord, I place them in your hands. I said I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I said I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. Oh Lord, I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. I give myself away. So Christian words to have a motto that needs to be it. I give myself away. I give myself away. Because see, God's not going to force us to do anything. So I have given myself away. Good morning, church. We ought to be happy that God has once again given us this opportunity to assemble here to do as we have been commanded, and that is to worship him in spirit and in truth. He is a good God, always has been, and always will be. We say that, but do we believe it? Because if we believe it, it should be vindicative of the way that we live our lives. Because we've just said, I've given myself away. 
And if I've done that, then I should be only doing those things that God has commanded for me to do. Truly a good God. I want to go back and look at our scriptural text again this morning. It was taken from the book of Mark, the 12th chapter, verses 28 through 34. And in that reading this morning, we have to understand that, that they came to Christ asking him this question for the purpose of trying to test him, trying to tempt him, trying to confuse him, which is the way of the world. So he says, now, then one of the scribes came in, and having heard them reasoning together, perceiving that he had answered them well, he asked him. He says, now, which is the first commandment of all? Jesus answered him. The first of all the commandments is here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And you shall love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with, with all your mind, and with all your strength. For he says, now, this is the first commandment. And the second, like it is, is this. You should love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So the scribe said to him, well said, teacher. You have spoken the truth. For there is one God, and there is no other but he. And to love him with all your heart, with all the understanding, with all the soul, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself is more than all the burnt offerings and sacrifices. Now, when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you're not far from the kingdom of God. But I like this part. But after that, no one dared question him. The word of God can do that. The word of God, shut him down. That's the way it ought to be. When we get into a discussion with somebody, the word of God should be the last thing. It ought to shut them down. We don't need to give opinions. We just need to give them a thus saith the Lord. Christ, shut them down. But I want to draw your attention back to verse number 30 where it says, and you shall do what? Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart. But if we back up to verse 29, he says, now, hear, O Israel. Who is he talking to? He's talking to his people. So we can, we can take the word of God back then and, and, and bring it up until the day and still say, oh, Israel, oh, Lawrence Avenue. We need to love your God. I like that now. You got to understand what's going on. There were a lot of idols back then. But he was saying, as my people, oh, Israel. There is only one God. 
Nothing has changed today, Lawrence Avenue. There's still only one God. Now, how shall I love him? I shall love him with all of my heart. That's what I want to draw your attention to this morning. Loving God with all of our hearts. So let's use for a, a topic this morning a conditioning of the heart. Now, a lot of times we say, well, I got a heart condition. But I want to look at a conditioning of the heart. And when you see what the heart is, you can understand why it needs to be conditioned. Christ says, now, oh, hear, oh, Israel, you shall love the Lord, your God, the true and the living God, with your heart, with all of your heart. Now, you might be thinking this morning, well, do I even have the ability to love him like this? Do I have the ability to love God with all of my heart? Well, we got to understand that God is not going to command us to do something and then not give us what we need to do it. God is not going to tell us to do this and to do that without giving us the tools that we need. So when we look at this, we got to understand the, 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 the type of love that he's talking about here. It is an agape type of love. Sometimes we say it is an unconditional love. It is an obedient love. It is a love that embraces. And, 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 and we got to understand that, that it is a, a love that looks at God in a particular situation. We look at God in a favorable condition. Now, here's the kicker. We talked about this earlier. It is a, 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 it is a love that is by choice. Because, see, God is not going to make us love him. He's not going to make us. He's not going to put his foot on us and say, you have to love me. But now, there are some consequences if we do not. So we have to, to admit, church, that, that although we love God to, to some extent, he's not the only one that we love. See, there are some other things that in, within the world that, that sometimes get in the way of us loving God. So we have to understand that we have to be able, that when we love God, that he is the pinnacle of our love. That love needs to be preeminent. It needs to be at the top of our list. And everything else needs to be subsequently. But now, if he's not the only one that we love, then sometimes he's not the one that we love the most. We can say, God, I, I love you. But you know what we say? Action speaks louder than words. 
We can sit in here this morning and say, God, I, I love you, and then step out through the back doors and forget all about him. We're being hypocritical. See, that's the problem sometimes, church. We become hypocrites. And you know what a hypocrite is? We play the part. We put a mask on. We put a mask on when we come in through the back doors. We act all pious. We put our best suits on. We put our new ties and stuff on. We want everybody to look at us. We act a certain way for an hour and a half. And then we step out and we play the part that we know best. Which is a hypocrite. That's why Christ called the Pharisees hypocrites. He said, because now you, you, you act all pious. You know the difference between right and wrong. You give the impression that you always are doing right, but within you, is evil and deceit. So are we capable? Let's go to 1 John, Brother Ernest. 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 19. Because see, God knows that, 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 that we are not capable of loving him the way he has commanded without something, something happening first. We love him mm -hmm. because he first loved us. Ooh. Read it again, bro. We love him because he first loved us. One more time for the heart of hearing. We love him because he first loved us. There we go. So God first loved us. Yeah. He first loved us. Now, here is how we get these tools. Here is how we obtain the ability to love God as we have been commanded to. See, God fills us. He infuses his love into us. Now, when, when, when he fills us up with his love, see, now his love is a different type of love. His love is that unconditional love. So as he infuses us with his love, he's filling us up with his special type of love. He's soaking us up with his special type of love. And as, as he fills us with his love, then we know how we ought to love him in return. It's, it's a reciprocal type of love. He gives us everything that we need. Let me give you an example. I borrowed some money. No, let me reverse that. Brother Moore, I like to pick on him, borrows $50 from me. Now, I know he owes me $50. He know he owes me $50. But, but, but now, to make an analogy, I'm going to go up to Brother Moore, and I'm going to say, Brother Moore, I know you owe me $50, but now, here, look, here's 100 for you to pay me back with. That's the way God infuses us with this love. Brother Moore owes me $50. I gave him 100 so Brother Moore came out to the good $50. That's the way God does us, church. 
He gives us more than what we need. He infuses us with the type of love that we need to love him back with. We say it so much when offering time comes along. God, I'm giving you back a portion of what you've given me. That's the same way we ought to love God. He's given us the love. We're just giving it back to him. He says, now, you need to love me with all of your heart. He infuses us with that love. Now, 1 John 4 and 16 says, now God is love. God is love. So love is more, love is more than just a feeling. You ever heard anybody say, well, yeah, I went to worship service this morning, but, but I, I, I didn't get anything out of it. I didn't feel anything when I went there. See, that's the problem. We come in here to worship God. Worship needs to be pleasing and acceptable to God. We don't come in here to be entertained. That's the problem. See, sometimes that's the difference between us and some denominational bodies. But because you want to be entertained, you flock over here because it makes you feel good. But on Judgment Day, this is what you're going to be judged on, not how you feel. If you want to talk about some feelings, think about what it's going to feel like in hell. We're going to keep it real. God has infused us. With this love. God is love. What does that look like, Brother Spivey? God loves us so much. And if you want to see an example of God's love, think about Christ. John 3.16 says this, what? Yet God loved us so much that he gave us. I said, if you want to see love in action, he gave us. And see, and then it puts something else in there. It says now, he didn't just give us out of his abundance. It says now what? He gave us his one, his only begotten son. So what he gave was a sacrifice. Sometimes we give because it does not hurt. But when you give and you want to make a sacrifice, you have to give until it hurts. I got a million dollars in my bank account and I come in here and I put a hundred in the collection plate. Two things are wrong with that. I have not given as I have prospered. Come on, somebody. And I'm just giving just to pacify so I can say that I, I gave. Some of us this morning are just sitting in here so you can say what? I went to worship service. Your body, come on now, your body may be here with us, but your mind has already gone to 12 o'clock. You know what I'm talking about. But you see, when we look at this type of love that God has 
infused us with. When we look at this love demonstrated, it's no wonder that when we heard the gospel, that our hearts responded. Do you get that? Our hearts responded. Now, when our hearts responded, we can say that, 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 that our hearts were, were opened up to receive him. And from that day on, we begin to love the Lord with our heart. See, that's, that's where the relationship comes in at. I've been married for 26 years, but every day I can love my wife a little bit more. Because every day I get to know her a little bit more. See, we got to understand what a relationship is. A relationship is different from a friendship. A relationship is different from fellowship. And sometimes all we want to do is be friends with God. And when you only want to be friends with God, you're only in it for the benefit. But when we, when we look at our hearts, see, and when God says, I want you to love me with all of your heart. But we got to understand what the heart is. Not according to what man says, but according to what the Bible says. Now, we might think that, that, that our heart is just the place where our emotions are, but, 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 but we can see from the Bible, and I'm going to look at some verses in just a second, that the heart plays a deeper part in our relationship with God than just being an emotional storehouse. We got to understand what the heart is. When I first came in to Lawrence Avenue, I'd hear everybody say, well, you know, my, my heart this and my, and my heart that. And I used to always think. And then I, I would look down as Brother Baskerville was reading, and Brother Baskerville would say, not the heart that pumps, it's the heart that thinks. So you can, you can go online and you can type in and you can Google the heart. And you'll see millions and put millions of articles, but all of those articles are talking about the physical heart. They'll give you some photographs. They'll give you some diagrams. They'll tell you what each part of the heart does. But we're not talking about that type of heart. Brother Gibson, here, here's the funny part about it. You'll Google online. You'll get man's opinion about everything, but you won't open up the word of God. You believe everything that man has to say, but then you adopt the word of God. It ought not be so. You still love to hear Brother Cheek say that. It ought not to be so. And as a child of God, it ought not to be so. We ought not to be running to the world for advice. 
when the word of God has everything that we need that pertains to life and godliness. But as we move on, when the Bible speaks of the heart, it's not talking about the physical heart. We're, 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 we're talking about the part that, that, that stores our feelings, our love, our compassion, our sorrow. But the Bible talks about the heart in a, in a different light. Now, if it were just one verse, you would say, well, I don't, I don't, I don't see it that way. You know how we like to do. We'll, 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 we'll search through here and we'll find something that supports what we want to get across, even if we have to take it out of context. But see, the Bible is not going to give you just one verse when it's talking about your heart. God created us with three parts. Brother Ernest, let's go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 23. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse number 23. And the very God of peace mm -hmm. sanctified you holy. Mm -hmm. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved, See, blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. See, d d there are those three parts. <laughs> and, 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 and a lot of times we, we want to put in there as well our, our conscience. <clears throat> But see, when it, <coughs> excuse me, when it comes to your conscience, you got to be careful. Because you see, we can train our conscience. You understand what I'm saying? See, when it comes to your conscience, <coughs> excuse me, your conscience sometimes is based upon some things that you've gone through. You know, you see somebody down here at the stoplight. They holding up a sign. I need this and I need that. It's your conscience that determines how you're going to respond to them. Now, sometimes you'll say, that person probably got more money in his pocket than I do. <clears throat> I'm going to keep on going. But see, that's the way that we have conditioned our conscience. So I got to be careful. When people say, oh, let your conscience be your guide. <clears throat> you can't do that because if your conscience has not been trained based upon the word of God, then it ought not to be my guide. Now, I've got something within me that needs to be my guide. And that is the Holy Spirit. See, it's a difference between my conscience and the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit is not going to let me do those things. It's going to guide me. It's going to say, now, Brother Spira, this is something that you need not do. But now, but, but, but he can't stop me from doing it. So when I let my conscience be my God, I got to sit back and think about, well, what if I trained my conscience in? But those are the three parts that, that, that are going to kind of be with, enclosed within the heart. So when we look at these verses, we've got to, to understand. Now, in Matthew chapter 9, verse number 4, let's go there. <clears throat> Matthew, excuse me.
excuse me, chapter 9, verse number 4. And we're going to look at some verses dealing with the heart. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 9, verse number 4. And Jesus, knowing that thou say, wherefore think ye evil in your heart? For whether it is easy to say, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, arise and walk. So when, we, when we're talking about our, our heart, see, the, the heart has the ability to think. So <clears throat> it has to do with our, with our mind. He says, now, why are you thinking evil thoughts within your heart. So you see, the mind then becomes part of my heart. And so, and, and, and then he says now, who when, let's go to Acts, so I don't mess this thing up. I want you to be able to see it, so you can say I read and not brothers by me say. <clears throat> let's go to Acts, chapter 11, verse number 23. Still dealing with the heart. Acts chapter 11, verse 23 says what, bro? Who, when he came, have seen the grace of God, was glad, and exhorted them all, that with the purpose of the heart, they would cleave unto the Lord. So, so now, the purpose is to be able to decide strongly, to, to make a decision whether what we're doing is right or wrong. So, so when it says this purpose, it, it, it gives us the ability here to exercise our will. So the will then becomes also part of the heart. So we got to understand that, that, that the heart is not the physical thing, once again, that we're talking about. It has to do with what you put in up here. That's what we're talking about. So, so, so let's keep this thing going. Let's go to John chapter 16. And verse 22, the heart is able to do a lot of things, church. So that's why it needs to be conditioned. John 16 and 22 says what, bro? And ye now therefore have sorrow, mm -hmm. but I will see you again. And your hearts shall rejoice, and your joy no man taketh from you. So, so now when it comes to this rejoicing, this rejoicing is one of our emotions. So we can see from within the heart comes also what? Comes our emotion. So the heart is a very important part of our relationship <clears throat> with God. See, that's why it needs to be conditioned. There are a lot of things that come from within the heart. <clears throat> so now, how are you conditioning your heart? I want to give you one more here. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 22. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse number 22. And, and, and this one we're going to see that word conscience that we were just talking about. You got it, bro? Let us draw near mm -hmm. with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Mm -hmm. so, so here again, that, that conscience now also can be a result of what we put into our, our hearts. Because he says now, <clears throat> it doesn't need to be sprinkled with that evil 
conscience. Because, see, we can, let some, we can let so much evil stuff come in to where it overtakes the good. That's why we can't let our conscience be our guide. Brother Trent is over at Fisk now. And he sees some things that he may not have seen before. Now, Brother Trent doesn't need to let his conscience be his guide. He needs to stick to the, to the word of God. Brother Trent has been raised right. So he needs to be careful who it is that he is associating himself with. Because, see, you can hear some stuff that can affect your conscience. And when it affects your conscience, it can affect your heart. And when it affects your heart, you begin to see things a little bit differently than from the way God would have you see them. So a child of God needs to be careful when he says, I'm going to let my conscience be my God. And if you do that, you may then be stepping out of the light. So be careful, church. We've got to make sure that we are able to condition our hearts. Because, see, if you, if you go over to 1 John 3 and, and 20, it says now that, that, that our conscience can, can blame us of some stuff. It can condemn us of some stuff. You got it, bro? For if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts mm -hmm. and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, then have we confidence towards God. I like this right here, church, because see, this is, now, <clears throat> we can hide some stuff from each other. But there's no place for us to put anything that we can hide from God. See, and, 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 and that's where that hypocritical thing comes in at. I can play the part in front of you guys. I can put on that mask in front of you guys. But then, if we were to follow each other home, and I was to go to your closet, Brother Gill, <clears throat> and I look way in the back of your closet, and I'm able to pull some stuff out, <clears throat> and I say, Brother Gill, you still wear this. <clears throat> it's what the world does. And I slide something else down, and I say, Brother Gill, are you still holding on to this? It's what the world does. The Bible says you need to become a new creation. Why are you still holding on to this? I put it on when you guys aren't looking. <clears throat> but God sees everything. That's why it's important that we condition our heart. You ever gone to a place and you see people doing something and it just doesn't feel right to you? I can't stay here. This, this, this just doesn't feel right. You ought to be glad that it doesn't feel right to you because if it does, there's something wrong with you, church. If people are doing some things that you know are not right and it doesn't affect you, it doesn't make you say, ah, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't be here. 
do you need to check yourself? You need to go back and recondition your heart. Because, see, all these things can, can affect my relationship with God. Now, because what our heart does, church, is it is the gateway. It dictates what comes in, and it dictates what goes out. Let's go to Proverbs 23 and 7. Proverbs 23 and 7. For as he thinketh in his heart, mm -hmm. so is he. Eat and drink, says he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. So now, what this is saying is, as a man thinketh, so is he. So the things that you constantly think about become who you are. So as a man thinketh, so is he. If you continually think about evil, then you're going to become an evil person. But if you continually think about God, you're continually putting in the word of God, you're going to become more like him. So when you put God in, something has to come out. And your mind, your heart is the gateway. It's the doorway. Everything that makes up who you are comes in through your heart of mind. Christ said, you know a tree by its fruit. You know a tree by its fruit. Here's the good thing about that. Fruit is indicative of the root. Mm, come on now, y'all stay with me now. <laughs> the fruit is indicative of the root. <clears throat> So now I can't, I can't plant an orange seed and expect for apples to grow because, see, the root is not going to allow that to happen. So Christ said, you know what? All you got to do is just, is just sit back and watch them. And the type of fruit that falls off of the tree is indicative of the root. If I'm deeply rooted within the word of God, then that's the fruit that you're going to see coming off of me. You're going to see the fruits of the spirit because I'm deeply rooted in God. You want to know who Brother Otis is? Get to the root of Brother Otis. Look at his heart. It will reveal who he is. So when you want to figure out who a person is, dig down to the root. And you'll find out who that person is. So see, when we start, Brother Timmy, conditioning our heart, conditioning is now, I'm going to evaluate what I put in. And now every time something comes in, if I don't need it, I'm going to purge it out. Think about when you go to sleep at night. Your metabolism slows down. 
Your body begins to rest and to repair itself. But you know what your mind is doing? <clears throat> your mind is processing everything that you've gone through throughout the course of the day. And your mind is saying, I need to keep this, I don't need that. I need to keep this, I don't need that. As a child of God, what it ought to be keeping are all of the fruits of the Spirit and kicking everything else out that's indicative of the Word. You read the Word of God, your mind stores that away. You come into a certain situation and you don't know what to do. What's your mind going to do? It's going to reach back there and pull to the forefront the Word of God. That's why conditioning of your heart is so important, church. When we consider our, our salvation, and we heard the gospel, and we heard what it was that Christ had done for us. Think back to when you heard it, and, you, and, you, and, and see, it's the difference between us hearing something and us understanding what we hear. <clears throat> A lot of times we hear stuff, we shake our head. If you don't understand it, then you can't apply it. <clears throat> but when you heard the gospel, and you understand that what Christ did on the cross was an example of the love that God has for us? And you understand the pain and the suffering that Christ went through on our behalf? <clears throat> Christ hadn't done anything. But look at what he went through for us. And when you understand that, we ought to be just like those on the day of Pentecost. It ought to prick us in our heart. And see, when it comes to our salvation, Brother Cato, and we understood what it was that Christ did, it pricked us in our hearts. We opened up our hearts. We told Christ, you know what? You're so good to us. Come on in. Take up residence right here. Because I understand now what the love of God is. We've opened up our hearts. And as we begin to study the word of God day by day, it allows us to condition that heart. You've seen people who go to the gym, where Brother Taylor at every day, and they buff up. <clears throat> to work out every day, he buffs up. What if the word of God was like that? Ooh. A lot of people will just be skin and bones because they're not buffing up on the word of God. Wouldn't it be good if it was like this? You read a couple of verses, look, you buff. See somebody come through the door and you have to come in sideways? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I know they've been reading. And you see somebody can barely make it in. See, when we condition our hearts, church, it enhances our relationship with God. And that's what this is all about, church. It's about us being able to condition our heart. I'm going to close this one, <clears throat> this one out in a couple minutes. And what I want to do is just to do a series of lessons dealing with our heart. Because it's important that we're able to condition our heart. Because, see, 
When we condition our heart, it enhances our relationship with God. And see, now, just like any other relationship, <clears throat> if Brother Ernest and I are at odds, and we don't get that thing rectified, and it goes on long enough, it's going to damage our relationship. I see, Brother Ernest, can you help me do this? You see my number on there? <clears throat> because, see, there's something going on with our relationship. But once we get that thing worked out, he sees my number. Hey, Brother Spivey, how you doing? What can I do you for? But now, <clears throat> we got to understand that, that it's the same premise with our relationship with God. Now, you might say sometimes, well, you know, my, my relationship with God is, 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 is not what it needs to be. Now, here's the funny thing about that. It's never God's fault. Think about that. It's never God's fault that our relationship with him is not what it needs to be. It's always a condition of our heart that affects our relationship with God. So it baffles me when people walk away from the church. Because what you're saying is this, God, you can't do anything for me. The world has everything that I need. And then you get back in the world, and it's not what you thought it was going to be, and then you want to come back. Now, how'd you stay? That's the key sometimes, church, is conditioning our hearts, enhancing our relationship. You know, people who have heart problems today, you know, sometimes something goes wrong with your heart, you can't breathe. You can't walk very far. Because your heart is not circulating. It's not pumping enough blood to, to sufficiently oxygenize the other organs and parts of your body. So once some, something affects your heart, now here's the key. If you don't get anything else today. Once something goes wrong with your heart, it can affect the rest of the body. You get that heart condition, you get up every day, you know you're working out, you get that blood pumping in the morning, your whole body feels good. I'm gonna let you in on a secret when we close. You wake up every morning, you pump up on this. Pump up on this in the morning. And the rest of the day, <clears throat> you buffed. I tell people at work all the time, I had a guy ask me, oh, well, Arnold, how is it that, 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 that you don't let a lot of stuff bother you? Well, see, stuff bothers me. I just don't worry about it. <clears throat> now, I'll come home and I'll tell my wife, man, you know they got on my nerves today. I can't believe they did this. But now, <clears throat> part of my thing is when I get up in the morning, I say, God, here it is. You take care of this. And I cannot convince people at work how easy it is to get up in the morning and just say, here, God, here's my life. Do what you want to do with it. That's easy. <clears throat> it's like you call Uber. You just sit back. <clears throat> but see, but your heart has to be conditioned. So you can say, you know what, God, I trust you. That if I give you this today, you're going to keep it. See, God is not going <laughs> to... God is not going to lead you into some situations that you can't handle. 
Now, we say that all the time. God won't give me any more than I can handle. But now, here's the key. God knows how much you can handle. <coughs> you may not. <coughs> mm-hmm. Well, God, you know, God, God, God gives this because they can handle it. <coughs> Heard somebody say, well, God allows this evil to come in. No. Evil's not within him. <coughs> Sin. God allows things to happen because of sin. So we got to be careful what we say, and then we got to be able to understand what it is that we're saying. So I'm going to close this one today, church, with the conditioning of the heart. And I'm going to bring back, I think I have two more lessons here that are dealing with the conditions of the heart. But this morning, if you've had your checkup based upon the word of God, you've had a checkup and things don't match up, then you may have a heart condition. You may need to cut some things out of your lifestyle. Take some sin out of your lifestyle. And you may need to put some good stuff in. Put the word of God into your life. I'm going to leave you with a funny right here. <clears throat> the word of God is like fiber. You know what fiber does? See some people shaking their heads, some older people shaking their heads. <laughs> some older people up here laughing. <clears throat> the young people, you'll get here one day. Amen, amen. What fiber does is <laughs> the more fiber you take in, the more some other stuff you get rid of. So if you look at the word of God as being like fiber, the more the word of God you take in, the more the world you're going to get out. If you're here this morning, church, and you are not a child of God, you have the opportunity to be so because, see, God has a plan of salvation. When you simply have to hear the word of God, believe what you have heard, repent of your sins, Confess Christ as being the son of the true and living God. Be baptized for the remission of those sins. And then live faithful unto death. If by chance you are a member and and you examine yourself and you see that you did have a heart condition, you're going to have the opportunity to to come down, check in, get a checkup, get rid of whatever it is that's bothering you, And you can just come down and and make your request known. And if you need prayer, you can just come down and say, I need prayer. You don't have to say what's going on. You just need prayer. If you've sinned, I've just sinned. God knows what it is that you have done. You don't have to reveal that to us. You just need to get it right. So as you examine yourself, please make the necessary adjustments as we stand and sing. Will you come, please? Do we have one this morning? Do we have another this morning? Will you come, please? You're not coming to me. I don't have a heaven or a hell to put you in. But will you come, please, church? And trust him in his presence. Tomorrow's not promised, church. That's not to scare you.
It's just to tell you what's up. Do we have another? If you just want to come and say thank you, God, for being so good, you can do that as well. Don't let Satan hold you back this morning, church. Come on down. To, to borrow a line from one of my favorite TV shows is, the price is right. Come on down, church. The price has already been paid. If you're okay, you may be seated, church. Forsaken, take me, Jesus, take me now. I surrender all. I surrender all. To thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. All to Jesus, I surrender, Lord. I give myself. To thee, fill me with thy love and power, let thy blessing fall on me. I
to Thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all, all to Jesus, I surrender humbly at his feet I bow worldly pleasures all forsaken take me Jesus take me now I surrender all. I surrender all. All to Thee, my blessed Savior, so. Church, I want to thank you for listening uh, this morning. Our heart <laughs> is very valuable on the physical side and on the spiritual side as well. Now, on the, on the physical side, what you put into your body can affect the physical heart. The same is true on the spiritual side as well, church. What we put in can affect our spiritual heart as well. So we need to condition what it is that we put in there. All right? And we need to condition it, season it <laughs> with the word of God. So you, 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 you may have come in with a heart condition, but you can work on it by conditioning it with the word of God. Thank you for listening, church. Another wonderful, wonderful message. Conditioning the heart. You know, he spoke about friendship and fellowship. And, and you know, he's exactly right with the way that the world looks at it. But you know, on the spiritual side, they all go together. <laughs> on the spiritual side, you see, you can't have a relationship with God 
if you're not in fellowship with God. <laughs> and you can't be in fellowship with God if you don't, if you're not a friend of God. Because if you're not his friend, you his enemy. So let's work on that, y'all. Let's, let's work on continuing to have our relationships, as he well put, have our relationships right with God. And that starts by conditioning our hearts. Thank you, Brother Spivey. Wonderful, wonderful message. We have several that have come to make their requests known. David Pope II is coming, and he is asking for the prayers of the church. Uh, he says that they've lost a lot of family members uh, due to breast cancer, and this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And so he wants us to continue to uh, pray that, that God will continue to console those that have lost those to breast cancer and even those that are dealing with breast cancer as well. Sister Minnie Giff is coming and she is asking for the prayers of the church for her niece Ashley. She's still recovering from uh, aneurysm. Sister Andrea Shelton is requesting prayers for health and for strength and also for Lorenzo as well. Brother Timmy Jones is coming and he is asking for the prayers of the church on behalf of him and his wife and the Thompson family uh, all together. Candace Moore has come and stated that she is sinning. She has asked for the prayers of the church for her and also for her family. Sister Gwen, Gwen Smith is coming, stating that uh, she is asking for the prayers of the church for her family and especially for her husband, Marvin Smith, who is ill at this time. Sister Raquel Compton is coming, stating uh, that she is sending and asking for the prayers of the church. And she's asking that we can pray that she becomes more focused. And Rekia is coming asking for the prayers of the church for strength. Brother Harold Cato is coming, stating that he is sinning and he is asking for the prayers of the church as well. So let's remember all of these in our prayers. And y'all be sure, as we say oftentimes, pray with me. I'm getting older, y'all. <laughs> Just had a birthday yesterday, so mine is, is, is going. See, it's, it's going already. The birthday was Friday. Wasn't it? <laughs> See, I said yesterday. And just what I'm saying, y'all. <laughs> And the rest of y'all, you younger ones, just keep on living. <laughs> You're going to get that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. But let's continue to pray with me is what I'm saying. I might forget something. But y'all praying too, then we can get it past the ceiling. And the fact of the matter is, God already knows. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, once again, we come before thy throne thanking thee for such a wonderful message that your servant has brought to us. Help us, Heavenly Father, as we continue to strive to take thy word and condition our hearts in us 
way that would be pleasing in that sight. Continue to guide us and be with us all, Heavenly Father. Continue to bless all of those that have come to make the request known. Those that are praying for, asking for prayers for family members. Those, Heavenly Father, that are dealing just with everyday struggles of life. Those that are dealing with breast cancer and all other types of cancers. Father, those that are dealing with pandemic and just everything that's going on in this life. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would please grant us the things in which you see we stand in need of. Forgive us, Heavenly Father, for we all have sinned and come short of thy glory. Continue to bless them all whom you will, Heavenly Father. Give us all the things in which you see we stand in need of. Continue to bless those that are dealing with other health issues as well. Continue to bless those that are in the hospitals, Heavenly Father, those that are in prison, those that are even in mental institutions, Heavenly Father, those that may even be terminally ill, we ask that you would please guide them as well. Help us, Heavenly Father, to remember our work and to try to spread the gospel to those that do not know you in the ways of their sin. We ask, Heavenly Father, that you would please spare them a space of time that they may come to thee before it is everlasting too late. And we ask, Heavenly Father, that you would please help send others into the vineyard that they may bring in the harvest as well. Continue to help us and guide us all. In the name of Christ we pray. Amen. Amen.
As we focus on the collection, the death, the burial, and resurrection of our Lord, Savior Jesus Christ, let's please notice page 8. Page 8 in the supplemental handbook. I'm glad I know you. We've seen the first and the third verse. All found. Let us sing. I'm glad I know you. And I'm glad you know me. And we praise our God. Oh, we're one big family. And that's why we lift our hands. Yes, to reach the sky, and I am so glad, so glad you gave your life, your life, he died for you. Yes, he died for me, and he paid the price, oh, to set us free, and that's why we lift our hands, yes, to the sky, and I am so glad, so glad you gave your life, your life. According to Second Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 and 7, it reads, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully. Verse 7, Every man according as he purpose in his heart, let him give, not grudgingly, or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Let us pray. Dear the Father, we'd like to thank you for the collection that has been taken up in the Father. We pray that that, that the leaders are using in a fashion and it's well pleasing to you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. And before we do the Lord's Supper, I'm going to give you time to open up your emblems so, so, we, so there won't be no disturbance as we do this. According to Matthew 26, verses 26, 27, and 28, it reads, And as they was eating, Jesus took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to the disciples, and said, 
take, eat. This is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, each one of you, for this is my blood in the New Testament, which was shed for many for remission of sins. Let us pray. Then the Father would like to thank you for the body and the blood of your Son. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Amen. May take out the bread. You may drink the juice. Now this concludes this part of the service. Let's bring the service to a close. We're actually going to turn to page nine. I have a song change. We're actually going to turn to page nine in the supplemental handbook. Let's bring the service to a close. We'll sing both verses. All found, let's please stand and sing. I really love the Lord. Yes, I really love the Lord. Cause you don't know what he's done for me. Yes, he gave me the victory, and that's why I love him, I love him, I really love the Lord. Yes, I'm going to praise his name. Yes, I'm going to praise his name. Cause you don't know what he's done for me. Yes, he gave me the victory. And that's why I love him, I love him, I really love the Lord. Let us pray. Righteous and Heavenly Father, once again, we approach your throne of grace and we give you thanks for allowing us to assemble ourselves here today to study another portion of your word and to worship you in spirit and in truth. We thank you, Father, for all the blessings that you have and that you continue to be showered down upon us. But most of all, Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus, who makes it possible. We thank you, Father, for those that are here. We thank you, Father, for those who... Uh, we, we pray for those, Father, who wanted to be here, but they could not. And we pray for those, Father, who could have been here, but they chose not. We ask, Father, that you continue to bless the leadership of this congregation. We pray, Father, that you grant them the strength and the wisdom and the knowledge to continue to lead us in the way that you would have us to go. 
Now, Father, as we prepare to leave this place and go our separate ways, we pray once again that you go with us, strengthen guide us until we meet again at the next point of time. In Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. Amen. Amen. Amen.